Bible is clear that eventually Russia will triumph in the conflict with Ukraine and go beyond to bring all Europe, except Britain, under its control. Ezekiel describes the host that will come in the latter days and includes the geographical areas of Europe stretching to the English Channel. We read in Ezekiel 38, verse 2, from the RSV, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Well, Rosh is identified by historians as Russia. Meshach and Tubal equate with the Muscovites who settled in the area of Moscow and those dwelling in the Tobolsk region of Russia. The land of Magog has been identified by historians dating back to Ezekiel's time to cover the area from the River Don, the Donbass region, to the River Danube. This incorporates Ukraine, Moldova, Romania, Hungary, Slovakia, the Czech area, Poland, and much of Germany. We read in Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 6 to 7, Gomer and all his bands and the house of Tagarma of the north quarters and all his bands and many people with thee. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Well, Gomer and all his band describe the population that migrated from Turkey across Europe, settling eventually in France and Germany. Tagarma is the area of the Caucasus. We can expect then from the scriptural definition of the host that comes down with Rosh that Europe will fall under Russian dominion, especially when the prophet Daniel states in Daniel 2 verse 35 of the image, then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken in pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain that filled the whole earth. All the empires that formed the image, the golden Babylonian, which now equates to the geographical area of Iraq, the silver Medo-Persian Empire, which is the Iranian area, the brazen Greek Empire, which included much of Europe and Syria, the Iron Roman Empire, which of course spread across Europe, and the fractured iron clay European Union today are to be united in order to be broken in pieces together. Well, the Bible has spoken, and Russia's domination of Europe is assured. When we turn to the news, we see the situation in Ukraine has grown increasingly dire as Russia is gaining the upper hand. While sources outside the mainstream media have been pointing out the obvious collapse of Ukraine's military, the official line has been that all is well on the Western Front. However, even the mainstream media is now having to acknowledge the inevitable. The Guardian newspaper reported on October 5th, Ukraine's counteroffensive launched this summer has garnered lackluster results. Russia has actually gained more territory in this calendar year than Ukraine has, despite the immense quantity of advanced weaponry that the US and Europe have supplied to the Ukrainian forces. In the absence of progress on the battlefield, Ukraine's army has not made a breakthrough since last autumn. Even more strident demands for even more aid doled out indefinitely and regardless of circumstances make the war look potentially endless and fruitless." End quote. Well, it is interesting to see the hand of the angels at play. Now that Ukraine has had the life beaten out of it, American support is collapsing. Many American politicians are starting to question the wisdom of continuously supporting Ukraine's military. 
Republican Senator Joe Hawley of Missouri attended a meeting with Zelensky during his visit to the USA on September 23rd. He was asked whether the meeting with Zelensky changed his mind on funding for Ukraine. He stated, What the meeting revealed to me is, is that in the words of of, uh, President Zelensky, the the conflict is a total stalemate. That's what he said. Totally frozen, I believe, was what his words were, which is also what the administration told us yesterday. The administration told us yesterday they want to spend $100 billion more, our money, more, over the next year in the hopes that it will remain a stalemate. Which leads me to ask, what, what is the goal here for the United States? I mean, what? What is it this administration wants to do? I have no earthly idea. They used to say victory, victory, victory. Now it's stalemate forever. In fact, yesterday Milley said there will be no military victory. Okay, well, so what are we doing? I have no idea. Well, even CNN acknowledged the shift of American popular support for Ukraine with the mounting crisis on the home front. A CNN poll from August stated, a majority of Americans oppose sending additional funding to support Ukraine. If Trump were to return to the White House in 2025, it seemed all but guaranteed that American support for Ukraine would be slashed. The potential for European governments to fill the gap if American support recedes is low, end quote. Well, the crisis in American government brought funding to Ukraine for Ukraine to the forefront when the U.S. Congress removed funding from Ukraine from the budget in order to pass it and avoid a government shutdown this past week. The Guardian newspaper reported scrambling to avoid government shutdown. The U.S. Congress last week refused to approve a new six billion aid package for Ukraine. Nearly half of the Republicans in the House of Representatives also voted to strip Ukraine money from a must pass military spending bill. End quote. Well, the crisis led to an unprecedented vote to remove Republican Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House on Tuesday. This was the first time this has happened in history. Eight Republicans and all the Democrats supported the removal. This has brought the U.S. Congress to a halt until a new speaker is voted in. Well, the situation in Ukraine is dire. Euro News reported on October 3rd, Ukrainian troops could soon run out of ammunition and equipment if hard-right officials in Washington succeed in cutting U.S. funding exports warn. If funding is halted, it would be devastating for the Ukrainians, warns Mark Kansian, the advisor of the Center for Strategic and International Studies think tank in Washington. Ukrainian troops would be weakened and could even possibly collapse, although he believes they could continue to be able to remain on the defensive. Far from the front lines, the end of U.S. aid would also weaken Ukrainian air defenses, which need to be continually resupplied with munitions, end quote. The warehouses used for the resupply of armaments are at critically low states. The Voice of America reported Admiral Rob Bauer, chair of the NATO Military Committee, as stating at the Warsaw Security Forum, we now give away weapons systems to Ukraine, which is great, and ammunition, but not from full warehouses. We started to give away from half full or lower warehouses in Europe, and therefore the bottom of the barrel is now visible. We need the industry to ramp up production in a much higher tempo. We need large volumes. It takes on average between two to four years to set up a new production line for high intensity military equipment that you need in Ukraine. 
Same thing goes for your munitions. We were talking about hundreds, potentially thousands of people who need to have very, very niche skill sets to be employed in this undertaking, end quote. CNN reported October 4th, the inability to ensure timely procurement and delivery could undermine essential Ukraine operations to retake additional territory or defend against future Russian offensives. U.S. Secretary for Defense Michael McCord wrote in a letter to congressional leadership on Friday as the spending bill that ultimately eliminated aid from Ukraine was being negotiated. Without additional funding now, we would have a delay or curtail assistance to meet Ukraine's urgent requirements, including air defense and ammunitions that are critical and urgent now as Russia prepares to conduct a winter offensive and continues its bombardment of Ukrainian cities, McCord wrote, end quote. With a Biden's hands tied to find funding in the U.S., he is promising to find other methods. Politico reported, President Joe Biden hinted at this strategy on Wednesday, saying there is another means by which we may be able to find funding for that. He declined to comment further. As of September 21st, the U.S. had roughly $650 million remaining out of the $4.6 billion in foreign military financing that Congress appropriated across two supplemental packages for Ukraine and countries impacted by the situation in Ukraine, according to the State Department. End quote. Well, there are 300 billion in Russian central bank assets that are currently frozen in democratic countries. The U.S. holds 38 billion in its jurisdiction. Biden could mount an international campaign to transfer Russia's frozen assets to Ukraine to fund its military. But cracks are appearing throughout the alliance of nations once supporting Ukraine to the end. Slovakia has voted in a pro-Russian government who campaigned on a promise to withdraw military support for Ukraine and to stop sanctioning Russia. Poland, which shares borders with both Russia and Ukraine, has been on an ongoing dispute with Ukraine over grain. It had been one of the biggest supporters of Ukraine. However, this past week it stated it was halting weapons supplies to Ukraine and focusing on its own armed forces. Poland is facing an election in middle of October and is going an ongoing support for Ukraine is a major issue. Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban has maintained close relationships with Moscow during the war and argued against supplying arms to Ukraine or providing economic aid. Hungary is also a member of NATO. While Europe as a whole remains committed to supporting Ukraine, they have been happy to do so as long as America is footing the majority of the bill. With American support being stifled, Europe will have to decide if it's willing to put its money where its mouth is. However, money is not enough. Andrew Mitra, a writer with the New Atlanticist, wrote a column describing the lessons learned from Ukraine so far. He stated, The overarching lesson from the unfolding war in Ukraine is simply the scale of what is required to fight a modern state-on-state war. No Western military has prepared for such levels of weapons and munitions consumption and force attrition. No NATO ally today, save for the United States, has the armor or munition stocks that could last longer than a few weeks or months at best on Ukraine-like battlefields. The war has brought into focus an enduring truth in warfare. In a state-on-state conflict, mass trumps precision.
The impact of mass is immediate and registers at the point of contact, while precision strikes on enemy forces concentrated in the rear or ammo depots or on logistical chains will only register over time, perhaps after the decision on the battlefield has already been reached. End quote. Well, Russia has the mass for these kinds of conflicts, but the West does not. The writer went on to observe, the war in Ukraine has shown that one needs mass to counter mass. When it comes to numbers, you need to match or better still outnumber what your enemy has on the field. During World War II, for example, Germany had tanks that were in many ways superior to U.S. tanks in design. But in the end, those Tigers and Panthers were outmatched by the sheer number of Shermans in the United States could field. While technology gives Western forces an edge, that edge will only go so far when confronted with sheer numbers. If NATO ends up at war with Russia, or if the United States and its allies in Asia end up at war with China, when it comes to decisive factor may be manpower and production elasticity when it comes to weapons and munitions. In a protracted conflict, the decisive factor could be the capacity to reconstitute forces, both personnel and equipment, to compensate for those that have been attrited on the battlefield. The West is facing a revanchist Russia state intent on relitigating the outcome of the Cold War and restoring its imperial sphere of influence. Russia has already effectively reabsorbed Belarus and has its sights firmly set on Ukraine and possibly beyond. Hence, the conflict in Ukraine carries with it a high risk of horizontal escalation that could spark a wider war in Europe. End quote. This observation is reminiscent of the description of the Gogin invasion of the Middle East that is soon to take place. The prophets all describe an overwhelming flood sweeping through the Holy Land. Daniel 11 verse 40, the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and sh shall overflow and pass over. An overwhelming force is what is described by Daniel. Mass trumps technology. And the same picture is painted by Ezekiel. In chapter 38, verse 15 to 16, thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. And he goes on to say, thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding on horses and a great company and a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. And it shall be in the latter days and I will bring thee against my land that all the heathen may know me when I will be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. So while mass might trump Western technology, it certainly will not trump the power of Almighty God who will overwhelm it with divine intervention. But Ukraine is running simply out of bodies to put into the meat grinder. Ukraine no longer has the ability to hide the number of casualties. While neither Ukraine nor Russia will release casualty figures, even conservative media outlets such as CBC put Ukraine's death toll at approximately 70,000, with at least 100 to 120,000 casualties. Putin has claimed that Ukraine has had more than 90,000 casualties in the last four months alone. Turkish media, which is neutral in the conflict, Turkey also being a member of NATO, while at the same time friendly to Russia, 
put Ukrainian military casualties at about 157,000 as of February of this past year, before this latest four-month aggression. The numbers are very murky, but regardless, they are very high. Now, war has always been a game of numbers, as the Lord pointed out in his parable in Luke 14, verses 31 to 32. What king going to make war against another sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able to with 10,000 to meet him that comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. Well, there seems to be no wisdom and no desire to seek conditions of peace in Ukraine. Not only this, but Ukraine's ability to repopulate itself is impossible. France's newspaper Le Monde reported September 28th, Ukraine is fighting an existential battle against an enemy with a population four times larger while at the same time hemorrhaging part of its own population. Women and children are fleeing to safer locations. The country's population was estimated to be between 38 to 42 million in February 24, 2022. Since then, between five and eight million people have emigrated. A significant portion of them are likely to settle abroad permanently. Some countries have offered attractive prospects for integration. It is mainly women and children who are emigrating as martial law prohibits able-bodied men between the ages of 18 and 60 from leaving the country. In 1991, Ukraine ranked 22nd on the list of the world's most populous countries. It's now 41st. We've already lost 10 million people in three decades. The director of the Institute in Kiev stated, Fertility has already fallen to 1.2 children per woman by 2021. This is a long way from the replacement rate of 2.15 children per woman, given Ukraine mortality rates. The war has accelerated the fall in fertility. It was 0.9 in 2022, and Lebovina estimates that it will be between 0.7 in 2023 and 2024, end quote. Well, the numbers in this article only deal with migration and not really war casualties. Ukraine is known to have put on an aggressive recruiting push using nefarious means to bring people into the military. There have been multiple news articles citing 18th century press gang tactics to recruit, including kidnapping and coercion. Back in 2022, the government had suspended a draft for women for one year. This suspension is now expired. The Voice of America reported on 20, September 26 in an article by Women's Uniforms that 42,000 women serve in the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense recently approved uh, un- uh, uniforms for the females. The dire situation in Ukraine speaks of its coming collapse against Russia, as CNN reported on October 5th. Senior Biden administration officials privately believe only weeks remain before a lack of additional Ukraine funding starts to become a serious battlefield concern, a scenario they are trying to avoid with public warnings and a major speech from President Joe Biden himself, end quote. In the end, the Bible is clear that Russia will dominate Europe. It is fascinating to watch how the angels are at work in preparing the nations to fulfill God's will. We know that we have approached the end of all things. Israel is a beacon of light telling us plainly the Lord is about to appear. As we read, even in the Psalms, Psalm 102, verse 13, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. 
for thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So the nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he will appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. This will be written for a generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Well, the world is about to go through one of the most difficult times in its history, and our prayer has to be in earnest for Christ's return, who will redeem his people Israel, who will call his saints to him and save this planet from destroying itself. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.